Good morning. Good morning. This is Binyam on the Bin Checking In Podcast. Today is the 30th of July, 2021. This is episode number 21. We are going live stream on the YouTube channel, TikTok, Instagram, and uh, of course on Spotify as well. So glad to have you guys join in. I see my friends coming in, watching from England. Awesome, Rookie. Good to have you guys joining us. Thank you for being here this morning. I have been up for some time already doing some work on editing. Oh, that's a lot of work. But today on the Ben Checking the Podcast, we're answering a fantastic question. The question is, what does success look like to you? Hello, Tyson. Good to see you. Good morning, Karina. <laughs> glad to have you all coming in here. So, what does success look like to you? I see you, Ollie. Uh, I'm looking forward to answering this question. On the Bin Checking In podcast, we try to do three things. Three things. Number one, we want to grow in self-awareness of ourselves. We want to know how we operate. Number two, we want to maximize our happiness, because that's always a fun thing to experience. And we want to learn to be kind to ourselves. These are the three things that I invite you to grow in with me as I also apply myself to it, because it's one of those things that... We don't actually make time to do this. Um, we sort of spiral in the opposite direction that we want to head in. So this is my way of growing in this discipline. And I want to share that with you guys. I want to encourage you guys to join me in it as well as we do this thing together called life. Check out my website, BinnyMasters.com. I would love to invite you to join my community that I'm building on my website through my membership tiers. Uh, again, designed to help us grow to become better versions of ourselves and so that is what i want to invite you to but for the time being let us uh get into the theme of our podcast this is again the bin checking in podcast episode number 21 we are answering the question today what does success look like to you i would love to read your thoughts your comments in the chat if you are so inclined to share i would love to hear where your radar is on those but Let's dive into this question. Thanks for being here on the Bin Checking In Podcast. What does success look like to you? That is the question I am answering. I um, I was actually asked this question by a dear friend of mine. We were hanging out. Actually, I showed up in my um, group of uh, friends that I spend time with, and um, I... Uh, they just kind of sprung this question on me. Now, this is one of those questions that they call the bin basic questions. And my group of friends, um, they appreciate the kind of deep questions that I tend to uh, steer us towards. And so they have affectionately dubbed these kind of questions the bin basic questions. And so whenever someone new comes into our group of friends to hang out, um, they warn them saying, you may get invaded, which means they may get um they may get asked some very specific and deep questions by me, but I enjoy good conversations, and I think they do too. So that's probably why they put up with my company. But my friends, as I arrived at our uh, group of friends uh, get-together, they sprung this question, and they said, Binium, we've been talking about this. What does success look like to you, or um, how do you define success? And so it kind of caught me off guard. It's like, that's a great question. And so I've already had some time to pre-think my answer. This is some weeks back, maybe a, a month or two ago now. But nonetheless, <laughs> it's a good question still to reflect on. 
what does success look like? And I like this question just because it has to do with goals that we're aiming for in life. It helps us to think uh, forward projection and things that we're um, planning for. From Iran, I don't know if I've ever had a listener in from Iran yet. This is fantastic. Welcome to the Ben Checking In Podcast. Glad to see you. Hello, dear friends. I'm just going to give you a wave, if that's okay. Whenever I see you guys coming on and saying hello to me, I'm just going to give you a wave on the screen so that you can see I'm acknowledging you, even while I keep track of my train of thought in the question I'm answering. We're answering the question, what does success look like? like to you? I like this question, especially just because it gets me thinking about the goals that I am planning to implement in my life. And as I go ahead with trying to implement my goals, it also helps me think a little bit more critically about how do I place value on those things that I'm aiming for or striving for? So this is one of those forward forecasting questions uh, as to what does success look like is who of us does not want to be successful, right? Who of us does not want to experience what it looks like to grow in that um, ability to um, put things in the right place, in the right order, so that we can experience in some context an element of um, what it looks like to to move forward in life. And so um, success t- um, is a word that is also very uh, subjective. subjective. So for some, for some, it is uh, one of those, um, like one person's marker on what success looks like is going to look far different from another person. For some individuals, they may be very, very uh, content and feeling successful by a certain marker that another person would say, that's just my starting line. I'm just getting ready to go here. And they just might be like uh, really ambitious and aiming for something else. So it being a subjective marker, I think it's important to note that um, it's really helpful to consider that we have um, we have uh, openness to different markers that people have, and we let people choose their own markers of what success to them looks like. Um, I know one of the challenging elements, especially for parents, is to back off from setting the um, the context for what success looks like for some individuals. So along those lines, um, in reference to their kids, and I know this is something that is common for those who are immigrants like myself, parents usually make a huge sacrifice and start life all over again from scratch in this land of opportunity that is North America. And while they do that, um, the, the part about it that's interesting is that they have such high expectations and hopes for the kids. They have sacrificed so much already. And even as they've sacrificed already so much, um, even as they've sacrificed so much to try and help these individuals get to this place, um, they have expectations of what success looks like. And that usually translates to um, career success, where you're probably a doctor or a lawyer, something along those lines. And in so aiming for such a threshold, they're thinking, okay, here's what we want you to arrive at. And this for us is our marker of success. So it's a very externally driven um, marker. And it's a very ambitious one. It's not a bad one, but it's also one that I think would be helpful if those individuals had a chance to be able to speak up on their own and say, hey, this does not reflect what I want to experience by way of success. I have a different marker. And so this is a very subjective 
um, marker here that I think we should give each other the space and freedom to be able to define what success looks like for ourselves. That's a really important component, I think, especially just because if we don't, then we start wanting to live vicariously through others. We start wanting to control others. It becomes a very codependent dynamic in which um, you factor what success looks like through someone else's lens, lens instead of your own. So it being subjective, I think it's important that we should give each other the space to be able to define what that, that looks like for ourselves. And then secondly, to consider what our own definition of success looks like and our own definition with reference to, <coughs> excuse me, our own definition with reference to here's how I want to strive for this marker in what translates for me. That's a hard thing to do because in a culture where we are wired and taught to look at others and those around us and consider what their perspectives are, um, it can be hard to say, hey, what do I think for myself and how am I going to work on myself? And so this is one of those challenging things when we are when we have reason to look inward instead of outward and saying, what does this look like to me? It's really easy to be uh, an armchair critic. I know there's this one uh, Olympian right now, I think she's a gymnast who's been making some news, well, some waves, if you will, on social media. And I, I don't know the, the circumstances in particular, but I think what happened was um, she had a challenging um, feat that she had to accomplish to be able to qualify. She chose not to do it. She said, actually, I'm not interested in going to that next level there in my Olympic um, career just because she was thinking about her own um, sense of what safety looks like and her limits and that kind of thing. So she refused to be pushed by the expectations of basically the world, which is a huge kudos to her by way of that's confidence on display right there. But as she said no to the push of the pressure to execute this one maneuver that she's like, yeah, I'm not ready for that. I'm not going to go ahead and try to do that. Um, everyone started commenting, saying that she was weak, that she was, you know, incompetent, all these sort of things that she got a lot of flack for. And I would say, I appreciate those, um, uh, voices on social media that say, actually, no, she was in her power, able to speak to her own definition of a sex success to her look like. And she was quite content to draw the line here and not to go over that line, especially if she did not think that she was ready for it. So I love that example of what it looks like when one doesn't look externally and say, here's what everyone else should be doing the way the world was with her saying, oh, she should have done this or she should have gone to this level. But how she looked for herself and said, she looked to herself and said, this is what success for me looks like. And I'm quite content to draw it at this level and not go any further, even though the whole world is trying to push me towards that um, end. So I really appreciate that kind of example there, where it exemplifies looking inwards at oneself and defining for oneself what success looks like, as opposed to looking externally and speaking on behalf of others and saying, this is what you should be doing and what success should look like for you. So I think that's a really important dynamic that I want to reflect even as I answer this question here. And I like that it also gives us the freedom to be able to dream of what could be. Success is one of those things that doesn't come 
easy. It comes with hard work. Success is one of those, like it's almost oxymoronic or paradoxical for us to think of what easy success looks like. That is a rare thing to find. For most individuals in this world, success meant you had to overcome an obstacle. You had to rise up to the occasion. You had to defy the odds and pursue something that wasn't quite guaranteed in your corner. And so I really appreciate this ad. Um, realization that success means that you're standing up to a challenge, you are facing it head on, and you are willing to go through the hard work of being able to experience what it looks like to um, work towards something that you believe is worthwhile. It causes one to sort of define their stand on what they think is super important. And I love this component when I think about what success looks like. So these are some thoughts that I was thinking with reference to success and what it could look like. Let me jump into my answer of what success to me looks like. What success looks like to me. Let me talk about, first of all, what I once used to think it looked like and what I was once striving for. I remember as a kid, I was thinking success meant being famous. <laughs> and um, yeah, being famous is uh, a huge part of it. Being famous and having influence or being able to have uh, a place of power. And for me, what that looked like as a kid, I remember back in Africa, what I was doing was, um, I'm not streaming on Switch, by the way, um, Benetti. I am actually streaming on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. That's where I'm at right now. Um, so back when I was young in Africa, what success looked like to me was um, either occupying the position of a police officer. Now, the police officers there were, wore these khaki uniforms. They had a huge side piece on their, on their belt, and I thought that was really official looking. And they could stand in the middle of traffic, and everyone had to look to them and sort of obey what their um, uh, directions were. And so I thought, what a place of power. That, for me, is success. If I could arrive at such a place like that. And then back then, I was also attending church, uh, and the churches that we attended were super charismatic. The preachers were, like, really expressive on the stage. They would just wave their arms, and um, that's what success looked like to me as a kid there, <laughs> once upon a time. And as I... Um, reflect on that there, I wonder if I haven't in some sense still achieved those dreams of success that I once had when, when I was young. The ones that where the preacher was standing in front of a massive audience and he had all of their attention and they were just spellbound, hang, hanging on his words. And he was really, really like charismatic in his um, delivery style. So I, I, I really resonated with that as a young kid. I was like, I hope I get to do that. And so what I would do with my brothers is we'd come back home and I'd sit down, I'd sit them down in front of me and I'd say, all right, now you guys are like the people in the congregation. And I'm going to be the preacher. And so I'd so, sort of like pretend and mimic what I saw. And so that was my aspirations when I was young, once upon a time. As I grew up, however, I wanted to be popular. I thought that would be a really good uh, place for success, that I could fit into community. I could be well known. Um, for those of you who know my story, especially when it came here to Canada, um, I was... Uh, it took me a few years to get used to the new dynamic here. It took me a few years to get used to um, what it looked like to be able to uh, find friends, to be able to understand the culture. These were all really important for me. And so I really wanted to um, ensure that I was uh, in those circles that I thought would be really amazing by way of 
what success looked like, especially being in the who's who crowd, you know, being able to um, um, uh, fit in that way and have people actually care about what I thought and people to recognize that I was there in the first place. That really meant a lot, but I was having such a trouble. I was having such a hard time fitting in, in, in that context. So just to be known and I remember it was when I met my really good friend, Ross. He was like my best friend for years. I really, really value him. He's got a huge place in my heart. Ross was my first ever friend, my very, very first best friend. And we had a really rich friendship. Something happened for me internally where I grew in a sense of confidence internally that enabled me now to be okay with myself first and foremost, which enabled in some way a, a shift to happen with the way people interacted and responded to me because now they were able to connect with me on a really personal level whereby they're like, Binyam, you're in with us. They're like, you're good. Like, I was able to go in and out of different cliques in, in, in the school that I attended. It was really beautiful thing to watch. And so from that point forward, I've always had success socially, where whether in school context, in my home context, in my work context, in my church context, when I attended church once upon a time, in all the arenas, I, I was able to experience this accessibility. People would just open up to me and said, yep, you're in with us. You're good. And that was a beautiful expression there. I really, really value all those years where I've continued to hone my social skills, but where I've also received the love and care and concern and genuine um, appreciation of people I get to meet along the way. And so my experience has been really rich that way. It's been really meaningful when I've been able to have that opportunity to connect with people along the way. I'm so thankful for that. But all these expressions that I've described so far do not describe what success for me now looks like. I've got a really specific angle on what success for me looks like now. When I think of success today, I think of the importance in my experience of being able to be consistent in the person I am inside my mind when I think about the world and the way I'm able to express myself. This for me is a really significant definition of success because for the longest time, if you know my story, I lived as a codependent who was operating on other people's expectations for me, not aware of what my own expectations for myself were, not aware of how to be able to like figure out life from my own perspective that, that actually made sense to me. So this was something that was super important to me. Super important, especially because um, when you live in that zone where you don't know what your own thoughts are, when you don't know what your own tastes are, your own the way your own body works, the way that you, you value things in life, the things that really matter to you, what your non-negotiables are, where your boundaries are. When you go through life not operating with an awareness of who you are as a person, um, I felt in that zone as if I really didn't have an importance as much as other people that I esteemed higher. I actually esteemed others higher than myself, thinking their perspectives count a lot more than mine, and so I should keep silent. Their values uh, are a lot more important than mine, and so here's where I need to defer and deflect to them. And what a way to go through life where you just don't give yourself the credibility, where you just don't recognize the space that you take up and the 
the necessity that you exist being an important thing to this world, the, the fact that you're taking up air and that you're legitimate in your existence. Um, what a place to be. Like, that's the zone that I lived in for such a long time. So what success looks like for me now is being able to stand in my own power, being able to reflect that I exist and that it's legitimate that I exist, that I have views that are worthwhile, that I have perspectives that are worthwhile sharing, that I have needs that are worthwhile being attended to. There's so many beautiful things, I think, that we miss the opportunity to experience in this world when we don't take those opportunities, especially when it starts off by acknowledging your existence. So that's what success for me looks like now. Success for me looks like being able to be the same person inside my mind and the way I'm able to express it to those around me, regardless of how they respond. They may say, yes, Finian, you are a fantastic, and I get a lot of that. And I'm so thankful to you guys who share so much love with me. But it also might very well be that success for me does not fit those who are around me who are saying, actually, we disagree with you. We think you're not worth <laughs> the space that you take up. And for me to be able to say, great, thank you for communicating that, even though I may disagree with you. Thank you for being able to express your truth and having myself be okay that I don't have to um, acknowledge and believe what that narrative looks like that would downplay me. And so that's what I really believe for me is really non-negotiable when I think of success. Now note that I've moved away from the markers and tells that society would define what success looks like. Now I see Ollie says, I want to have a nice house and a nice car and nothing else. Now that's not, there's nothing bad with wanting those um, indicators of what success looks like. I would perhaps challenge a little bit when I say, if that is how you define yourself, I would say maybe I would, I would want to understand more about why these external things bring you any sort of level of affirmation of yourself. Because what may happen is when life takes away these things that we place our dependence on, our success on, does that mean we're unsuccessful now? When we have like these beautiful things that we value, when we when they're taken away from us, does that mean we become unsuccessful? I like thinking of success when it relates to who we are as people, who our identity is, as opposed to things outside of us. That's something that I try to process and, because I want to get to the point, Ali, of wondering when everything is removed from us, when the world comes and takes away everything. For example, I live in a very humble means. I'm, 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 I'm living within my means. It's nothing like no worry. I don't have a beautiful brand. I would love to have a wonderful, beautiful brand. Uh, penthouse suite because I love enjoying the good things in life. Who doesn't, right? I would love to know what it's like to have a fantastic vehicle. You guys know what my dream vehicle is. It's a Tesla Model X or the Lincoln Navigator. I would like to get those vehicles. Why? Because it's fantastic to be able to experience the good things in life. But in enjoying these things, whether it's a nice home, whether it's a beautiful car, whether it's friendships, whether it is um, the ability to travel and have experiences, all these things, some of you might say, this is what success for me looks like. These are external markers of something that even goes deeper. And I'd want to encourage you to think, what's the deeper essence of success that you're going to reflect on in which if the world were to take it away, you would still be successful. It gets really 
close to the core of who you are as an individual being. And that's what I've wanted to experience in my own life is what does that success look like that gets down to the core of who you are so that if the world were to take everything by way of um, outward reflections of what success looks like, you would still feel successful because you've arrived at this place that the world cannot touch. And that is the way you think about yourself, the way you see yourself, the way you experience your place in the world today. For me, what success looks like is that I'm able to speak my mind freely and then no one can ever mute me. I never want to be muted. I never want to be like uh, told you can say this and you can say this, especially if it's something that really I value most. So for me, what success looks like is that I have freedom to be able to express myself because if the world were to come and take away everything, including my reputation, including my um, resources, I don't have very much. I've got, you know, bow ties. <laughs> Uh, whatever it is that the world is saying, hey, this is what success looks like, let them come and take all those outward expressions and I would still feel like they haven't been able to touch the core of who I am at the heart. And that is my identity, my personality, my character, my true uh, nature, the values that, that I hold. These things I love that the world has no access to and so I'd still feel successful. Take away everything from me today. And I think I still have that semblance of success, which begins with respecting who I am as a person and knowing that the things that I'm contributing to this world are worthwhile and meaningful. That's why I would love to even challenge your guys' uh, perspectives on what success looks like to say, if you were to take away those expressions of what success looks like, would you still have that sense of solidity or um, um Stability, that's what the word I'm looking for, is stability in that no one can like take away from who you are at the very core. That's at least how I think of what success for me looks like. So that's the answer I gave to my friends um, a couple of months ago when they sprung this question on me of what does success look like to you? There are many people who are perceived as successful and whom the world says, hey, you're successful because you've got the yacht, you've got the plane, you've got the Rolls Royce, you've got the mansion, you've got the reputation, you've got the um, popularity, like all these outward exp expressions of what success looks like. And yet I pass by all those expressions saying that doesn't really resonate with me. For me, what success looks like is, is there something I can express that is true to who I am, whereby I don't have to worry about the censure of others around me. They can say, Binyam, we don't like your perspectives. And people have said that. They could say, Binyam, we don't like your personality. And people have said that. They can say things like, Binyam, we don't appreciate your existence. And I, I can acknowledge that. And yet all of those expressions do not diminish or erode or destabilize who I am because I am rock solid confident in who Binyam is and I'm quite happy to say to the world here is me warts and all and I'm quite content with where I'm at I'm not saying that my life is perfect I do have struggles yesterday was a really difficult challenging day for me I was actually kind of depressed through the day yesterday as I thought of some reflections that really were challenging for me to process and think through Right now, one of the areas that I'm looking at addressing is um, it's expressions of feeling like I'm rejected sometimes. That's one of the areas that I'm still struggling and working through. And as I think about 
this threshold in which I'm still struggling. I'm saying, hey, here's an area I'm identifying by way of a challenge in which I want to grow through. I, I see it. I recognize it. I'm not, you know, naysaying it. And I want to think about how to grow through this process. So I identify, I see it, I say, I see it there, and I'm going to work my way through it. But it doesn't mean that I'm any less worth. I have so much that I, I'm so excited to share with the world. I'm having a question coming in here. And this question says, how do you manage not to overthink? That's a really great question, because I think overthinking is one of those things that most of us do. When I think about my experience with overthinking, I'm analyzing overly much in, in such a way that I'm not experiencing freedom to actually act. I'm overthinking. That's the nature of the word, is that you're spending a lot more time analyzing instead of executing. And so how I manage not to overthink is if it makes sense in my mind, I try to follow through on the action. If it makes sense conceptually or logically or rationally, then I think, okay, what is the next step for me to do? And sometimes we get caught in this, um, what they call this, they call it, um, uh, it's the dynamic where you, oh, I forget, there's this phrase. It's basically where you overthink and then that kind of stalls you as opposed to just going ahead and doing whatever it is. So for me, uh, my dear listener, I would say how I manage to not overthink is just to consider what small steps can I implement in my progression as I understand it. If I'm stuck and I have no idea, then I can understand the overthinking thing. I need some direction, but what does it look like to go to the next step and saying, what's the next point of execution for me? For me, what that looked like was to say, hey, I am in need of addressing a certain area of my life, here's the next step now for me in moving forward in my uh, growth personally. Um, so say, uh, for example, one of those things I'm working on right now is sleep. How do I, How can I implement a better sleep schedule for myself? Because my mind is the pits. I sleep well when I sleep, but I sleep minimally. And so I could overthink it and say, oh my God, I, I got to look at my schedule and plan it carefully. Or I could just say, I'm going to take the first opportunity here to grab sleep when I can. And then I'm going to start working out a pattern that seems consistent. And then I'll follow through on the implementation. So last night, um, I finished work. I came home. I slept. I didn't even set my alarm clock. I said, I'll sleep as long as I need to. And then I'll wake up and I'll start my day again. And so that's kind of how I think about the overthinking component. I'm hoping that helps uh, you um, as you consider what that looks like. Because that is a... 